Welcome to the Poe Politicking Show, created in 2008. Poe Politicking is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each conversation, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Our focus is to preserve the hip-hop culture and introduce the future upcoming stars. Past guests of the Poe Politicking Show include Yo Gotti, Megan The Stallion, The Baby, Currency, MC Light, Jay Prince, Dead Prez, Razzcast, and more. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get automatic updates of each episode. Keep politicking with Poe on social media at Poe Politicking. Visit our website, PoePolitikin.com, for more exclusive content. PoePolitikin.com. Hey everyone, this is Trish's, and I am on Poe Politikin. I've slept in your bed more than once My body's been naked with your body Don't act like you don't know me Walking around this party like a god What are you doing? Just treat me like a human, please I watched you pick her up The way you picked me up Acting like you don't do this often But I can see you do it often You got your hand on the small of her back at the bar You go to the corner, make out in the dark I can see in front of me The gaslight is flickering the gaslight is flickering Oh, don't act like I'm crazy For taking you at your word Don't act like I'm crazy Cause seeing you with her hurt
Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop meets music. Make sure you subscribe. We're on um, Apple Music. We're on Spotify, YouTube, 1212 Place to Be with Trishis. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me. No doubt. Um, talk about your name some. My name, Trishis. So Trishis is the plural of Trish. So my actual name is Trish. And I created Trish's to sort of express these um, different internal, often conflicting selves. So the Trish's refer to the primal self and the spiritual self and the conscious self in between. You a psychology major or something? I wasn't. I just had like a lot of internal turmoil in my early 20s. And it was just like the way I dealt with it. No, because actually I was reading your bio, and it even said something about uh, Freud in there. So I was like, she must be a psychology major or something. <laughs> then I guess, yeah. right? I was like, you real deep over here already. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think a lot about psychology and philosophy and anthropology. I think I'm just really fascinated with um, why humans do the things they do on um, several levels. Hmm. and psychology is one of those levels and you know there's there's a lot to dive into there so where what's your hometown so i lived in trinidad till i was seven and then i grew up in san diego so not too far okay. i'm in los angeles now yeah yeah i actually uh i'm in san diego now i'm in oceanside oh cool yeah i grew up in carmel valley okay i know what i said okay so what do you love about music? Um, oh, that's a, that's a hard thing. Um, I just feel like I feel closest to whatever divine presence there is um, when I'm experiencing art or music. And um, yeah, I've always, I've always been drawn to it as a medium of expression. Um, but I think just the, um, the emotional communication of music is really special. Okay. So, uh, just talk about your background. What year did you get involved with music? I think I was, I was singing when I was a really little kid. Like I just put together, um, this spoken word video piece for my dad called Orange. And I went through 
all of this old um, footage and in my dog is rustling around um and in a bunch of them everyone's like sing dance entertain us like when I was a little kid um so I was singing since I was little and then I started playing piano around 11 or 12 and that's really when I started um writing songs and then I went to an art school for high school in San Diego and um I went to a music school for college as well okay now, who are some of your influences with music? I think growing up um, as a kid, I was like really into like just pop music. I loved the Spice Girls and the Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. And then when I was a little early, a little um, older, I think like my preteens and teens, I got really into sort of like the the more left of center um, piano vocal singer songwriter stuff. So like Regina Spector um, and Fiona Apple um, loved Bjork. Um, so I, I definitely grew up more listening to that like piano based singer songwriter stuff. How would you describe your music? I think mine is, um, it's like minimalist urban pop um really uh, really concept based obviously but in terms of sound wise um i go between like minimalism with like heavy percussion and a focus on a low end when i'm i'm trying to embody more of that primal self and then i go into heavier harmonic progressions and um and more elaborate arrangements when I'm trying to embody sort of that higher self and, and then the happy medium between for, to represent like the conscious Trish. So what do you, what do you mean by that? Kind of go a little deeper on what you were just saying, the how, how, what you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, the, the idea is, um, well, in like Freud's theory of, of the constructs of self, the primal self and the conscious self are all, are like that devil angel. Um, I don't like to think of it as like devil angel because I don't think the primal self isn't inherently bad. Um, it's actually, it's like a very necessary aspect of ourselves, but the conscious self is, is where we're, we're um, distilling all this information from these other selves. So musically, I like to take these the minimalist and more um, like lux harmonies and sort of um interpolate them to represent that conscious self so like what is happening in your conscious mind a lot of the times um you're being affected by things but there are deeper reasons and you you might not necessarily understand that at the time it might be something that's like exposed to you later or sometimes i think a lot of people don't actually dive in very deeply into why they're thinking or feeling certain things and and they might never expose those those um those other layers of themselves. So how can you dive in and get understand why you're doing what you're doing? I think there's a lot of different ways. Um, I'm really big on meditation, um, but like therapy is great and, and being more and more normalized, which is awesome. Um, I also think just like it's just taking the time to sit with yourself and your emotions. I'll, I think a lot of people don't do that. I think a lot of people take things at face value and I'm, I'm guilty of the same often 
I don't want to sit down and be still and meditate because I don't actually want to deal with whatever it is that's going on in my head. Um, and it's easier when you're just going and you're just living um, without examining, you know, that unexamined life um, can, can be can be easier in, in a sense, but then I think a lot more difficult in another sense. So you might describe your creative process when you're making music. Um, so it's typically more of like an intellectual academic process. Um, so, so for Ego, which is my first EP that I released last year, that's based on five constructs that I felt that we um, developed or created to separate ourselves from this like animal primal self. So ego talks about money and government and self-awareness and creativity and language. And um, with those, with that type of project where I'm really focused on the concept, I decide first, like, what are the concepts that I feel like I need to talk about? What am I uniquely positioned to speak on? And like, what do I feel called to speak on? Um, and then I dive into those topics, you know, with reading and podcasts and classes um, and often find myself writing essays about them, writing spoken word about them. And then when I feel like I've distilled sort of an, an opinion or like my thesis statement on this topic, that's usually like what the actual song is. But then other times like Gaslight, I was just really sad. So I wrote that song. Yeah, that song sounds sad. I read, I read the, the uh, description about it. I was like, damn. <laughs> so can you talk about that song a little bit? Yeah, so Gaslight and its predecessor, Caffeine, are definitely outside of the normal, like, Trish's universe. Um, one, in the fact that they it is based on, like, romantic relationship, which isn't something I write about very often. Um, and two, in, in the fact that they were just, like, things that, like, poured out of me rather than that more like conscious intellectual process that I was just speaking about. Um, so yeah, Gaslight, I just, I, I was like pretty obsessed with this person and, and I went to this party and he like ignored me and left with this other girl. Um, and the next morning I wrote Gaslight and um, that was like three years ago I wrote it. And then I recorded it about a year later with my friend, Andy Lewis, um, who is amazing. And we recorded it in a studio he built in a shed outside of his parents' house in the UK. Mm. Um, and we just like used all of these different weird sounds and, and uh, manipulated instruments in different ways. And it was just like a really wonderful experience. Um, and then the music video, which I'm incredibly proud of, is something that we filmed in May. Um, and me and the co-creators, Kelby Isaacson and Freedom Dunn, we like met on Zoom like two or three times. We came up with the concept, we wrote up a shot list, and we enlisted two other dancers, and then everyone shot their, um, their footage on their own while we were in lockdown um and then i edited it and um yeah so that's how all of gaslight came to be so uh back to the story a little bit so was this guy your boyfriend or did you think he was your boyfriend he just showed up <laughs> i gotta see who, who who was in the room no it was just this it was just this guy i was seeing 
who I think is sort of a sociopath, honestly. Um, and yeah, it, it was just a guy that was seeing who I now know is like, it does this very often, like makes, makes women feel like, like they're like very much, he's very much like focused on them. Um, yeah, it was just like, it was just really um, humiliating and like painful um, to be, to be like ignored in that way. And I think it also just like woke me up to how um, like my sense of self is um, attached to um, others and like external circumstances, which is something that I don't necessarily like, which is something that like I would like to move away from. Hmm. And what your current project you're working on? Oh, um, well, so the id so ego is the first album and the id is finished i'm just figuring out when i'm releasing that um so i'm finishing up a music video for one of the songs from that and i'm also kind of embarking on the journey of um the next album which is super ego and that's more about our um our spiritual selves where we derive our sense of morality um, our ideologies, and where our moral selves like diverge, because I feel like we are generally raised with the um, very similar basic moral standards. Um, so yeah, I, I've started recording um, Super Ego and writing Super Ego and, and sort of just drawing and stuff, figuring out where that's going. Yeah, I heard uh, my, um, they was telling me, the staff was telling me about you did, you was doing something on NRP right now. Oh, um, Gaslight premiered on, wait, sorry, on what? Uh, yeah, Gaslight pre pre premiered on NPR, which was really cool. Okay, that's yeah. right. Well, how long, so how long, has, how long has this movie, this video been out? Um, a week and a half now. Okay, it just came out, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what are what are your career goals? What do you where you see your career uh, five years from now? I well, my my favorite thing is live performance. Um, so I just want to travel a lot and play lots of live shows. Um, I miss traveling a lot right now, and I also want to create more community based experiences. So for ego, I um, had these art music pop-ups because I also make visual art that goes with my um, my music. So for ego, it was five concepts, and then I made fifteen pieces that went with it. And in so like different paintings, or what are you making? I do um, stippling, so I do like fine tip sharpie stippling. Um, I can show you. Yeah, just show me. <laughs> um, let's see which notebook has stuff in it. I think this has stuff in it. So, let's see here. Um, basically, stippling is just a way that you, so like these are just dots. Wow, really? So these are just tiny, these are just dots, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you I can't show you closer. Um, How long have yeah, you been doing that? I've probably been doing visual art for like two years now. No, I'm saying the dots thing, the stippling. That's yeah, crazy. for like two years. It's kind of the only visual art I really do. Um, 
I just, I, it's very meditative to me. Um, yeah, so I did these art pop-ups and you would basically, you would check out headphones and I also do a lot of spoken words. So I would like talk to you and you would go to these five different stations. Um, there would be questions and you'd have these cards to fill out about like, what are your, what are you and your community's experience with government and language and money? Um, and then I would also have a local artist contribute art that pertained to their community's relationship with each of those constructs. Um, and then there would be like a small performance element like in the evening. Um, and I, I just loved doing that. I loved the discussions it brought up um, between different communities. And I definitely want to do more of that um, and just like more activism in general, um, really want to find my place and um, how I can utilize my abilities the best um, to, you know, help the, the causes that I believe in. And, um, yeah, those are kind of what I want to do in my future. <laughs> so what are your interests outside of music? You was kind of talking about it already. What are your interests? Yeah. So along with the music, I do spoken word and I, I do visual art. Um, but I, I really want to, dive more into my activism. So for a while I was working with um, refugee families and helping um, re-situate them here. And then unfortunately with the current administration, now we're barely getting any refugees. Um, I've also worked with some asylum seekers at the border. Um, but then once COVID started, I didn't really know where to go. Um, and then, you know, the the, the movement for Black Lives like picked up in this huge way. And um, I, I really want to put time and effort and focus into that. But I've also been volunteering with um, the NoHo Home Alliance, which is like a local um, organization that, um, that helps people experiencing homelessness. Um, so I just volunteer with like our, their like hot lunch program um, so it kind of, I, I, I'm navigating like where we're at um, and like what's possible with COVID, but I would definitely love to jump back into the work with asylum seekers once that's like a thing that's, that's safe for them. Um, yeah, but, uh, but right now I think, I think especially with the um, a victim, a, eviction moratorium ending and the expanded um, unemployment benefits um, ending, I, I definitely feel like in my community, homelessness is going to pick up. And so um, just getting plugged in with the needs of that community, um, I think is really important right now. Mm. Yeah, I just want you to share, uh, what's some of your favorite books? Ooh, um, I got lots of them. My shelf is right there, so I'm gonna look. Um, Freedom is a Constant Struggle by Angela Davis. It's a great one. Um, <laughs> I said, you came out hard. You came out with a good book. <laughs> um, Known and Strange Things by Teju Cole is great. Um, I love the, where is it? I don't see it. But there's a book called uh, Last Ape Standing which is similar to a really popular book called Sapiens, mm -hmm. um, but it's shorter. Um, 
and I don't know, I think, I think the writer of Sapiens is also kind of pretty funny, but I really like Last Date Standing a lot. Um, I'm reading Sapiens right now, really enjoying it. I just finished Thick and Other Essays, and that was great. Um, ooh, Ishmael, love that book. Um, yeah, those are, those are like my faves. Those are my faves. Um, there's a book of poetry called um, No Matter the Wreckage by Sarah Kay that is, that's really beautiful. Yeah, those are my recommendations. All right, then I want you to just share an interesting life story that you went through, anything. Oh, interesting life story. I have like a crazy life story, but I'm not sharing it today. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know of any interesting life stories. My life has been like pretty cool, but also mundane in a lot of ways. Um, ooh, like what? I don't know. My life's not interesting. I different stuff. I don't know anything. Any, like it could be something positive you want to share with the listeners, just anything. Um, okay. Well, I'll tell you about last summer I was on tour in Eastern Europe. And um, I got to play at a festival that was um, my, my friend Felita booked through the act. So it was in Bosnia. Um, it was uh, like an hour and change outside of Sarajevo. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think all of the acts were from Los Angeles because she booked them from Los Angeles, flew us out there. And it was just like the wildest experience. Um, the, so the festival was like a wellness yoga festival that also had music. So it was at this like, sort of like summer campy resort. And, um, there were just like animal, like farm animals everywhere, but also like wild animals everywhere. Um, and it's less of a story and more of just like a really cool experience. And then I met some of my best friends on that trip because we were out there for like 10 days. So the festival was like three days, but we went out there like a week early and we did some press and we did some like shows in the city. Um, and it was just like a wild experience um, of being in Bosnia for the first time and, um, and learning, about, learning about the war there and, um, and spending time with these people. And it was, it was pretty amazing, yeah. That's a good story, like that. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a point to it, but it was just a great experience and I miss traveling. Um, and I think Eastern Europe's like a really amazing, magical place. All right, then what advice would you give to new artists? I think um, new artists just, you need to lean into what makes you unique and also like what is your unique perspective that you can offer the world. I think um, there is a lot of content in the world. And I feel like people don't pause very often to say, am I the person to be saying this? And does this need to be in the world? Um, I think you really hit your stride and find your strength when you think what makes me, what gives me a unique perspective? How can I speak on that? And how will that affect myself and my community? Um, yeah, just leaning into leaning into what makes you different. What would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Oh, 
you guys are the best. Um, I can't believe you guys listen to what I have to say and I appreciate it very much. And especially during, during quarantine, it's been like really, really awesome. Just like chatting with everyone. Like I definitely like get to like dive into my DMs more and every, like my followers are just like awesome. Just like really cool, creative, smart, interesting people. And I love being able to talk to them. And then anybody just not hearing about you now, why should they go follow you? I think if you would like art that is, so there's that quote about art that it's supposed to comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want art that um, is, is sort of a little, a little difficult, but will be expansive, I think, intellectually or spiritually, um, I think that I'm, I'm a good person to follow and I don't have all the answers and I don't have even very many answers, but I have a lot of questions. Um, and I, I, I think I'm asking good questions and, and we're having good conversations as a community. Um, and yeah, I'm really like participatory in that way that I, I really want to know what you have to say and, and think about the things. That um that I care about that I that I speak on. No, I said that's a good. I just I laugh because most of people all they say most of the time is like, oh, cause I'm dope. Go follow me. <sighs> that was funny. I was like, you actually gave a good answer. It was tight. I have the longest winded answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ramble for ages. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. No doubt. Um, what's your social media and everything? So everything is at Trish's Music, T-R-I-S-H-E-S -E Music, and my website is trishes.com. The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash PO audio and get an audio book of your choice free with a 30 day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month. Good for an audio book on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.